Hey everyone, this is Brandon Shields. It is Friday, May 1st, 2020. Welcome to another episode of discovering how to practice the way of Jesus in a time of pandemic. Well, it's a beautiful, gorgeous morning. The sun just came up and I can't wait for this day. I want to start our time by reading a portion of Psalm 136 to you. Hear these words. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. Giving thanks is not something that comes naturally at any time in our lives, but I'm acutely aware of that fact during the pandemic. Yesterday, for example, our mayor, Joe Hogsett, extended our stay-at-home order for two more weeks through May the 15th. And as I was riding home and I was listening to that announcement, my first thought, unfortunately, wasn't, oh man, I'm so thankful to be able to serve the vulnerable. I'm so thankful to be able to cut down on viral transmission rates by keeping my family at home. My first thought was, seriously, I am so over this. And while I'm grateful for the opportunity to love my neighbor, um, I also find it easier and easier each day to wake up and to find my attention submerged in a list of growing complaints about the things that are happening to us for which I'm not always thankful. Maybe you find yourself in a similar position. You're not thankful for the lack of privacy that you're experiencing as you're home, working from home all the time with your family and your kids around. Maybe you're you're not thankful for the ways in which your your kids are disrupting your productivity, particularly if you have small children. Maybe you're not grateful for the fact that you can't get out and visit your favorite restaurant here on Friday night like you normally would. You're not grateful for the ways in which your life is radically changing, and it seems like it's going to be the case for some time. It's easy during this time to just fire up that list of complaints and get so focused on have our our attention hijacked by the things that make us ungrateful. Gratitude, honestly, even in the best of times, runs against the grain of our humanity. In Romans chapter 1, Paul says the fundamental sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve, and thus of all human beings because they're the prototype, was ingratitude. They failed to give thanks for God's good gifts uh, in Genesis. They failed to give thanks for God's goodness, his love. They Essentially, you could say ingratitude is just taking for granted God's gifts in his presence. That's why we have to be taught gratitude. Gratitude is something we have to be trained in. It's not something that comes naturally to us. When my kids were little, I have four kids, ages 14 down to eight. When they were little, and still honestly to this day, I had we had to work hard to teach our kids to say thanks when their grandparents would get them a gift or somebody did something kind towards them. We would always prompt them with this question, what do you say? And Sometimes they got it right, but but we were trying to remind them that to give thanks is to express uh, connection and intimacy towards those who are trying to love us well. 
So why is gratitude? And I would argue that gratitude is like an anchor practice in a time of, of pandemic, but why is it such a vital practice for us? Recently, neuroscience and psychotherapy has shown us how vital uh, gratitude is even to the brain, how simple acts of gratitude literally rewire the circuitry of the brain. And in a sense, as the brain's um, reflex, the brain's cry for deeper intimacy and connectedness. And so learning gratitude literally can change the way that you think and the way that you live. And there's a lot of positive things that we're learning in science about gratitude. But I think deep, more deeply than that, science is just telling us something that's true about our spirituality, about what it means to flourish as humans. Gratitude is a habit that forms us into a people of love. Gratitude, at the end of the day, is about love. I love this quote from Thomas Merton, who was a Trappist monk. He's one of my favorite writers and his book, Thoughts in Solitude, he writes this about gratitude. He says, gratitude is more than a mental exercise, more than a formula of words. We cannot be satisfied to make a mental note of things which God has done for us and then perfunctorily thank him for favors received. To be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything he has given us. And he has given us everything. Every breath we draw is a gift of his love. Every moment of existence is grace, for it brings with us immense graces from him. Gratitude, therefore, takes nothing for granted, is never unresponsive, is constantly awakening to new wonder and to praise of the goodness of God. For the grateful person knows that God is good, not by hearsay, but by experience. And that is what makes all the difference. Gratitude is, therefore, the heart of the Christian life. I love what Merton has to say here, that God has given us everything and that gratitude is an opportunity to move towards the God who has moved towards us in love. God has given us everything. He has given us Jesus. He has given us life. He has given us breath. Each day, God makes a move towards us in his steady and unfailing love. And that's what the, the psalmist wants to draw our attention to as well, that giving thanks is about recognizing the steadfast covenant love of God towards us in Christ Jesus by the power of his spirit. So it's an opportunity for us to slow down and to pay attention to all the ways that God is loving us. And by giving thanks, we strengthen our intimacy with God himself. And as we learn to do that, then that flows out into our relationships and strengthens our connections and our solidarity with those God has placed around us. So it's a crucial spiritual practice, especially during a time when we are disconnected, we are disembodied. We need these practices of gratitude to draw us closer to God and to one another. And so I want to just encourage you to take a moment here to stop what you're doing and to create some space for just a little gratitude audit. In the psalm here, um, the psalmist invites us to give thanks for God's loving acts towards us, both in creation. Um, he talks about God as the maker of all things, and he goes through and lists some of those things. 
And then also he talks about God's love towards us and redemption and the ways that God delivered the, the people through the Exodus event. And so I want you just to take a moment and pause, put your feet on the ground, breathe in and breathe out, and create some space in your heart just to open your, your heart and your mind and your soul to God, to fix the gaze of your heart on God and his love, and to think back over the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, or the last couple of years. What is it you can give thanks to God for? Even the little things, the little things that you take for granted day in and day out, even during this pandemic, note those things, turn them into prayers of gratitude. God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Just take a few moments. Notice those things. Thank God for those things. Let me close our time by reading this psalm again over us. And let's make it a habit in the days to come to spend time giving thanks to God. Hear these words again. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. Grace and peace to you.